Now it's my pleasure to welcome Charlotte to Major League Soccer as our 30th team. And now your new owner, David Tepper. Charlotte. You ready to party? Please join me in welcoming Charlotte Football Club's first head coach, Miguel Angel Ramirez. Buenos dias. In the 2022 MLS Super Draft, presented by Adidas, Charlotte FC selects from the University of Maryland and Generation Adidas, Ben Bender. Cue the fireworks. Open the gates. Roll the playlist. For each Charlotte FC match, everything except the actual gameplay is essentially a theatrical event that is carefully thought out, crafted, and executed precisely, almost down to the second, all the way until the lights turn off and the stadium is empty. The person behind all of this is one of the best in the business, if not the best. He is Al Rate, the Director of Events, Presentation, and Production for Charlotte FC. Welcome, Al. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. Tell me, Al, you are the Director of Event Presentation and Production for Charlotte FC. What is yes, that? Yes, sir. What is that? <laughs> I oversee everything that you see here and experience at Bank of America Stadium on Charlotte FC match day. So from the video board to the LED boards, the music with DJ Fannie Mae, to the videos that are played pre-match, to what happens in-game, the, everything, everything in that run of show, that's what I'm responsible for. Working alongside the uh, fine folks at Bank of America Stadium here in, in the Charlotte FC office to make sure that our match days are entertaining and fun and everybody has a good time. And so when you say you're in charge, like, do you have people under you that are creating this? Because like, there's so much going on there. Like there's yeah. <laughs> advertisement, there's there's soundboards, there's sound itself. Like everybody has their own probably little pockets to make the show look like it's seamless. Exactly. And so my job is to combine everybody, everybody's creative, whether it's Charlotte FC's internal creative that we work with our team here in the office, some outside vendors, to our DJ who, you know, everybody knows is DJ Fannie Mae, her kind of playlist for the night, to our sponsors content that they're creating on their own delivering to us. Basically, my job is to take all of that together, throw it into a giant uh, pot and make a match day out of it. So think of me nice. as a giant, a giant chef, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, besides a lot of planning for this, you you kind of have to have like a almost like a culture and ideas like a producer. Like I'm telling a story. When people come to the match, they experience everything, even though they might not see every little detail, but they experience it all. So like what went into the planning for just like how does this gonna work for us? Yeah, the planning process was uh Quick, I got here in Charlotte in November. Just quickly about my, my background. I, you know, I've been in the league now for 10 plus years with various other clubs. This is my actually third expansion team that I've been able to work with. I've launched LAFC, Austin FC, and now here in Charlotte. Wow. So you're um, the sorry, go-to guy for the launch, huh? I, I've I've definitely uh, I've definitely we're not had we're not losing you to St. Louis, are we? No, all good. We're I'm 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 here. So you're you you know this is uh, hopefully my last one. This has been a great experience kind of making uh, making everything happen here in Charlotte. So 
no St. Louis. So put that to ease. (laughs) For me, it is important to get in early, to get a feel for the culture, feel for what we as a club are trying to do, what the fans um, and supporters want to do from their end, and really making a show that works for everybody because no show is the same. It might look similar with assets, kind of creative, all that, but like Mm -hmm. each show is really reflective of the atmosphere culture that is in the city that it lives in. That was important for me to get a feel of everything. So working with Sean McIntosh, working with our our team over here, our content team, which is amazing to Mm -hmm. get a feel of what the creative direction was. So then I can go out and build assets that really make the stadium come to life. So the overall kind of easy one-liner for our design process was get the party started, right? Like that's always been the mantra. And that is an easy one for me to do because, you know, it, (laughs) it, 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 it keeps your one mind focused on that kind of fun engaging, exciting atmosphere that you want to create. So everything was based on that. That's why DJ Fannie Mae is on the field. That's why her, her music styling is more upbeat, high tempo. Our goal song is high tempo. Our wind song is like everything is high because we want that party to continue and have that um, excitement build and build and build. That's how we kind of lay it out. And then we just go to work with developing creative. So when, do you have like almost like a script or almost like a checklist? Like these are the things that have to be done and these are the events like at this time this happens? Oh yeah. So I have a, what I call a rundown that basically, you know, scripts out everything from when gates open till we say goodnight at the end of the night. We have somewhere over like 170 different elements that go into a match day that are just scripted mm-hmm. moments. Um, right. You know, it, it's, it is a giant order of operations for everything. So yeah, we are second by second going through that and making sure everything happens that we are supposed to be doing um, stuff that we need need to do for the players need to do for our sponsors need to do for the fans. So uh, that's what we need. You know, we go through every match. So if we start at just when gates open, Mm -hmm. you have music selected for when they're coming in, like it's, it's planned out or is that kind of open? So we, uh, we even start before that. The first thing we do is uh, we hit a fireworks shot to kind of signify that gates are open. The party's about to begin. So we hit that. It's seen across Charlotte, which uh, is a great kind of kickoff to the, hey, we're open. We're open for you to come in and have a good time. And then Fannie Mae has uh, kind of a hard time to welcome people in with music. So she has her playlist going. I, I have trust in her. So she gets to have fun and, and, and play what she wants in that moment up until, you know, a little bit before warmers where we have to start doing some, some messaging that we need to do. So then in that time where we send a camera out to capture the March of the match, because I think it's one of the best in this league already and getting that, you know, great uh, experience down, you know, from McNinchlot up through clutch to the stadium. And it's shown it's, live inside the stadium. So if people aren't in it, they know they're coming. Like it's like correct. that buildup. Correct. And we, we encourage everybody to go out and experience it for themselves because that is a truly unique experience for soccer. In, in it's a great time for what I can tell. I've never been because I'm always <laughs> in the stadium, but I'm, I'm super jealous that I don't get to, to be out there. Yeah. Maybe you get to go for Chelsea. I'll be back in the stadium for that one. <laughs> but I live vicariously through our cameras that go out there. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And so then besides the music and entering, there's a lot of especially during the match, 
there's lots of things, especially on the display board. So are you in charge of making sure not only is that queued and ready, like the graphics, but the, the accuracy is like yep. someone just dedicated to doing that? Yeah. So the, that's our job is like we are making sure everything that hits that board is good and 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 good to go to be seen. So like our intro video, which, you know, is this massive epic that we are so happy to have made with our our partners, Triglass Productions that are based in based in Minnesota, but they right. just totally get what we're doing Ryan. and what Ryan Thielen and, and yeah. all of them out there. They're great and great partners of ours that they helped us tremendously get this project started. So, you know, we were lucky enough to work with them and really develop something really unique and special that I'm personally getting compliments on from my peers across the, the country, but mm -hmm. also just seeing the reaction, you know, we posted it this week for the first time and seeing the reactions, Yeah, uh, but you know, it's good here, but you need to see it in the stadium. That's where it really stings. And right. That, that, those are the comments I like to see and hear. That's awesome. It was it was a special time for for both of us, I think, because from being a preview of this, <laughs> you know, coming up, it was a truly unique deliberation between because like normally there's a lot of red tape you got to jump through on both sides to get to where you need to be, but like I think Ryan and I had a clear understanding of like, this is something that we're going to put a lot of trust into each other about, and you know, for me to him to produce it, direct it, edit it a certain way. And right. from them to us to like, they're not, they're going to trust us to do our thing and not get in our way <laughs> a little right, bit. Right. So, right. right exactly. It, it, it was a trust fault for both of us. We're going to go and see what it works and we're going to go with it. And it worked really well and we're very, very happy with it. So going back to the display boards and things like yeah. that, I guess you have people that can listen in and know what's happening because, you know, when red yellow cards happen, fouls, like they have to know. The announcers have to know who it is, be able to pronounce yep. the names, like all these things have yeah, to be so coordinated and planned, right? Exactly. And so like everything funnels through me. Like I, my, my main job is to be the last line of defense for everything. When there is a foul or a yellow card, there's someone on the field that tells me, hey, there's a yellow card to number 24 right. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Then I go, okay, confirmed. All right. Mike Markham, our PA announcer, go ahead with the read. We'll pull up graphics alongside of it. And that's, that's kind of the process. So, I mean, on a given game day, what, 30, 40 people on headset that we're talking to rolling content through. Uh, it's an extensive group. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge production. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a good time. The team that we have here in the Carolinas are great. You know, we pull in people from South, North, um, East, West of, of us here in Charlotte to, to mm -hmm. work on this show. You know, it is, uh, it's a fun experience and, you know, we're very, very happy with the results. How many of the people who work for you are full-time and how many are vendors? So that's the percentage. So we, ha we have a directly working for Charlotte FC. It's just me, but, you know, Temper Sports and Entertainment, there's, you know, four uh, full-time folks that work on our crew, you know, five with one that works mainly on our broadcast when, when they're here, but is influential in, in creating kind of the mixed reality looks that you see. His name is Mike Bonner. He's the scene director and producer for the Panthers, mm -hmm. um, but oversees that kind of department that help, helps us make match day happen. We got a group of five. We're growing right now with adding some more editors and, and shooters and um, creating a bigger department, which is great. Um, yeah. Hopefully content gets better and better each year. So no, it's uh, the rest are part-timers who come in on match day, maybe match day minus one to help out, get everything set. Got it. And then 
thinking about like the displays and the scoreboards and stuff like mm -hmm. that, there's lots of sponsorship graphics constantly on there on the field itself. And then also around the rim. Yep. How does that work? Do the sponsors give you specific logo and thing they want to put on there? Like, is there someone just dedicated to making sure? And is that just running on a loop? Like, Yeah. So those are all set to playlists. We work with the league because they have some sponsor content on the field, but our production manager, her name is Sydney Dittmar. She handles all the kind of the ancillary boards as we call them. Well, actually, no, all the boards. No, she handles the main displays as well, but basically creating the playlists, making sure all the content's great to go and we have everything ready. So she's building playlist. It's about a 500 piece playlist for the field level alone that we're doing because that is 30 second increments from the time gates open until the time we're done for the night. So every 30 seconds, there's something going on on that field level. And then the ribbon board, same thing. There's every 30 seconds, something else and main board, same thing. So lots of, lots of content to get in. We have a good system in place now. Yeah. I'm sure there was some kinks, I guess, in the first couple, a lot of dry runs. A lot of dry runs, a lot of rehearsals, a lot of time spent at the stadium, making sure everything's good. I'm sure everybody's seen our light show tests and video board tests. <laughs> we just, yeah. we always want to rehearse to make sure that everything looks good for everybody coming in on match day. And so we did have a light show this past weekend. We did. Uh, what was the idea behind that, especially like with the app and using that and just what was, what was the goal? Cause a lot of times people hear light show and they think they're not involved or, you know, it might be just their, you know, they're doing their flashlight at certain times or something like that, but it was kind of integrated. So what did you all do for that? Exactly. Like actually you can see over if I get the, the last time we did a light show, you know, in a really impactful way was opening night, which is just helpful to have that over the shoulder. But to your point, like, Every time a light show happens, it's generally like you're just receiving the light show. There's nothing you're personally involved with. So our intention there was to make something that was truly interactive and truly engaging with the fans that were in the building. So we had a light show going on, but you know, you can join in with your with your light and in certain moments, like feel like you were taking over. And I think for those who were there, it really came alive when those moments took place. Mm -hmm. And you, you heard the crowd reaction of like, oh my gosh, that's my, like, those are our lights that are doing this. This is great. Right. And so there's a company we've uh, worked with on our halftime trivia game. Q Audio is their name, but they helped us develop this show. They do these light shows across the country and they're kind of one of the leaders in the, in the field. And we're, we're so happy to work with them on it and make it really easy. And, but everything was ran so smooth. You'll definitely probably see that a couple more times. Yeah. And like it's simple now people know about it. So even if people had the app and they weren't necessarily using it, they they're like, Oh, now I can be a part of this. Yeah. And then you can do more creative stuff with them too, because they're just programming it ahead of time and you just hit run. Right. Correct. Exactly. So it's all, it's really, really fun. Hopefully, I just wish it got a little darker earlier here in, yeah, in Charlotte so we can get, a, get it in uh pre-match or halftime or, but no, we'll definitely be using it closer to the end of the season. Yeah. It'll um, look better then. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Early, early next year too, you know, when it's as dark as it was for our home home opener. Yeah. You came here from, you were at LAFC, you were at Austin. Yeah. Or what did you do prior to this? Prior to your, your soccer experience? So, well, my soccer experience actually goes back even further. I, I started with the LA Galaxy in okay. 2012. 
which was a great year to be uh, newly into the MLS world. We won the MLS Cup my first year, which is it spoiled me to to no end. High but, standards. Uh, yeah, I've been a part of at least two MLS Cup teams, which is which is fun. But for for me, I started in sports at eighteen. I was working for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, as they're as they're so lovely known, um, <laughs> as uh, the strikeout guy. So I was sitting in right field, hanging you know K's for my right. my summer internship, but it was a job, which was great. But spend my year in sports, and I'm like my summer in sports, and I thought, oh gosh. I could, I could potentially make a career out of this. I was going to film school, wanted to work for ESPN and television production, but like fell, fell into this game entertainment world and, you know, I never looked back. So from there I worked, I'm from the Orange County area in California. And so I was working for the Angels, the Ducks, the Kings, a little bit for the Lakers, just, you know, getting my teeth cut. I started working around that area for various teams and just loved it and started learning and growing and developing a little network. And by the time, you know, I, you know, the galaxy job rolled around, I was ready to go and started calling their show and then move up to Seattle for a couple of years with the Sounders. Mm-hmm. Then came back down to LA to help launch LAFC and, and do stuff with the Kings and the Ontario rain for a little bit. And then out in Austin and now here in Charlotte. So it's been a, it's been a journey. I've been very lucky to work for some great people great organizations and see see a lot of the country, which has been great. Do you feel like you're, because you said you were interested in kind of film production, I think, do you think that mindset has helped you be a better event manager just because you're like, you're looking at it as a, as a production and not just these are tasks that I have to do? Exactly. And that's like, I love the production world. I love telling the story to your earlier point. Like, that is our intention is we're telling the story of who Charlotte is as a soccer club, as a city, as a fan base, all at the same time through a two hour window of time for folks. So it's a movie, it's a production. It's everything like it's live action TV. Like it's everything one can experience in, in a tiny block of time, which I love. I'm a big theater fan. And that's what I'm most equated to. Like you're in live theater. This is, mm-hmm. there's no going back. As soon as those doors open, you're on. Like there's, right. you know, there's no pushing it back. Like you need to go on at a certain time. I always call it the runaway train. As soon as those gates open, like. Yeah. Rolling. No matter and, what and I if do. And something happens, you improvise and. Correct. And that's what the fun, like for me, the fun is like, you know, that. I don't say door die, but like your high stakes in the moment. Cause right. if my decision will impact what happens three or four things down the line. And regardless of what I do at seven Oh eight or whatever the kickoff time actually is, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's so- soccer will be played. Right. So like our job is to make sure everything up until that point goes off without a hitch that makes sure that Peppa's hits right before that, that kickoff happens. So we get the, the team engaged, ready to go, knowing that Charlotte's behind them. That's one of my favorite moments of our show is that moment right before kickoff because I've, I've been around and I haven't seen anything quite as unified in that moment yeah. as as that has been. And it's growing quickly. And, and I think the call from the, the council to make that happen is, is, is great. So, yeah, like we worked in conjunction with them to, to find that time. But like, I think it's a great song, great moment. It's a great kind of unifying for us. Definitely. Do you like 
when things, because you plan for so much, but do you like when things happen that you didn't expect for? Like, does that kind of like get you excited? Like, wait, we need to do this. And like, let's come up with on the spot. Or you like being totally prepared and be like, all right, red card. We've never had a red card here. What do we, what do we put out there? I thoroughly enjoy when everything goes right because it, it gives me less stress and, you know, keeps some hair on my head. But the truly special moments are when things go wrong and we come up with something that really makes it unique. And if I think you know where I'm going with this, yes. <laughs> the national anthem was right. one of one of the best kind of oh crap moments that I've had that turned into something truly special. And actually just got back from this conference that I was at with my fellow peers around the country. And we talked about that in in a session uh, and how special it was that, you know, despite some technical issues, like home match one in front of 74,000 people, it was an electric moment that a tradition that was born organic, truly organically and from no planning whatsoever of anyone. We had every intention of that anthem being sung through and, you know, the ability of our fandom to on match one, no other matches, no other rehearsals, no preseason, nothing. Just the first time it happened and to see the crowd sing and the reaction afterwards is just truly one of those like, pinchable moments of my career. It was incredible and and an easy decision to continue that process on. That's what I was going to say. Like, how long did it take you? Be like, all right, we're doing this every match. I think it happened like directly after the game. Uh, but I think after consulting with everybody on our squad and um, the fans that made their voice heard on social and, and through calling and all that, like it was an easy decision. It wasn't even, it wasn't much of a discussion. <laughs> So more, more, more of a, like, we're doing this, right? Yeah, exactly. If we go into year two, are there Mm -hmm. things you're going to look back? Cause I'm sure you don't want to change things so much. Cause it's like people who come, they need to be familiar with what's going on when it's doing it. But year two, I'm sure you're going to have some new things and stuff like that. Have you already like have a little checklist? Like we're doing this differently or we're going to change this. We got a we got a few things in the hopper. I don't want to spoil them because that yeah, would no. you know, but you know, don't want to don't want to give away too much. It's all right about now. the the surprise of it, right? You exactly. Know, you'll see a lot of you. You know, I'm for you. Set your kind of temples, right? Like, you know, what we walk out the players to for warmups. What our Sarnia Eleven song is like. All those kind of moments you'll see continue through. You know, the call and responses have been great during the Papos right before kickoff, that will all continue. It's what we do in between that and filling it with a new intro video. Well, you know, this one's great. We got to rehash it for next year. We are going to have our new away kit next year. I'd love, I love the one that I'm wearing currently. Uh, you know, this is, we'll have a new one for next year. Um, you know, how do we integrate that? Um, how do we integrate new technology? The mixed reality you see on our podcast and in stadium, you know, we're going to, expand on that for next year we have the apple tv deal coming in you know how does that affect our match day from a timing perspective all that's going to be new so we're excited for year two well sorry we're excited to make playoffs this year and then we'll 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 attack year two but no we're we're excited about the structure we have in place and where we'll be for next year so i want to back up again so when you're planning all of this stuff, do you have like a production meeting with like those core people and like you bounce like 
what about this song or what about this? And y'all are just like, basically it's like a creative room just to say, what can we do? Yep. We have a internal one that happens generally like a couple of days before a match after the template run of show is put together. And then we kind of take it from there. Cool. What is something that you never get asked in an interview that you wish people would ask you about? <laughs> oh gosh. Now I've, I've been uh, lucky enough to have a few folks in previous stops Defenders of the Bank at LA, uh, Austin FC, a, a couple, a couple of groups asked me a couple of questions about like, it's, it's always something everybody's interested in to see what happens behind the curtain. And, you know, we, we take pride in kind of being, you know, there, but not there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are pr- producing everything you see, but like, it's not about us. It's about the game on the field. Uh, that's the one thing, like, I, I try to be the show alongside the show or behind the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I did never want our stuff to be so important that it loses what makes soccer. It complements it. Correct. That's where our intention is to educate, complement, enhance. Uh, we don't want to step on toes. You know, we try to peel back our music when the supporters are chanting. You know, we want to engage with them and, and create those moments. I'm okay going in the background of these um, and being, you know, that was cool. The club did that because that's what it is. It, I always say to my crew, I have a lot of the answers, but I don't have all the answers, no matter who, where, what input into what this makes. The only reason we are successful is if it's a show that sings to everybody and not just me, because if it was just singing to my preferences, it would look a lot different. (laughs) My, my job is to take, put my ego and shove it to the side and make a show that those 30,000 people in, in our stadium on match day appreciate love and want to come back to. Nice. It's stoppage time. All right. Last session here. It's called stoppage time. Just a okay. seven kind of quick questions. All right. Do you have a favorite ritual? Either oh. game day or personal? Oh, oh gosh. That's, that's, and these are supposed to be, one-off questions, right? Quick, yeah, quick answer. Just top of your head. Like, what do you think of? Uh, national anthem for us. Okay. I love it. All right. Uh, f- favorite unplugged activity? Uh, reading on my porch. Nice. Okay. Any type of books you always read? Uh, various. You know, my favorite, favorite book, Ready Player One. Uh, I can okay. read every single day and be perfectly fine. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you have a go-to snack? uh costco trail mix ah okay costco it's got to be from there huh their their kirkland trail mix is is spectacular <laughs> okay or swedish uh, or, or swedish fish swedish fish i'm gonna actually get a switch to swedish fish. okay um this is probably an easy one what design impresses you more interior or exterior i'm gonna say interior I, you're a detail man. You got to go interior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you find starting a project or finishing one more gratifying? You say starting, uh, finishing. Uh, both are great. History will say starting projects, but uh, fin- seeing a project completed is, is great. It's a short lived. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have the next project. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What recharges you? Alone time. You get to get away because I mean I know your your performance is during the matches, but like what are you doing in between all this other time? Reading, watching watching movies. I have a season ticket to uh, the Belk and the Broadway package here. Nice. Musical theater, 
gets gets me reached uh, like nice and recharged. Nice, good. And the last question: I don't know how much you pay attention because you're managing the event, but on the pitch, if you were to be a player on the team, what position would you play, and who would you most resemble on Charlotte FC? Gosh, well, I played goalkeeper growing up, so okay. I'm gonna say goalkeeper because um, I still I watch Kalina more. I think more so than anything. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but, and I would, you know, if I had to choose like what my role is in, in that it is the goalkeeper because you have the best view of the whole picture mm-hmm. and, you know, barking out orders. As it right. Is. You're directing. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's his, it's his job to look at the field from the only, you know, outwardly view and to take it all in. So, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. Of course. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. And happy to be back anytime. Next time you attend a match, take a moment and just quietly observe the enormous little things going on around you. Each change in the lighting, the displays, the music, the announcements, the pre and post on field activities. Know that there is a small team of 30-plus people behind the scenes making sure it all happens without a hitch, even if things go off script, and that Al is somewhere in the stadium managing this production. Thank you so much for listening. The Charlotte FC Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. We really appreciate everyone who listens to our podcast. Please make sure you follow the podcast so you get it in your favorite platform's feed. We are on Twitter and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast. And you can visit our webpage to listen and learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.